0: This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 2 of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins, and I'm your digital media specialist here at the City of Crestview. The goal of Civic View is to keep our citizens informed and entertained while maintaining a sense of transparency between you and your local government. And here at City Hall and all across the city, we value that communication as well as civic engagement, and we hope this podcast will continue to be a source of both. So, Let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for this special episode of Civic View. And today's episode, I have our, our well, I guess I should say, I have our current city council member, Harry LaBeouf, but he'll be leaving us at the end of the month. And uh, we're going to spend some time talking about uh, his his experience as a city council member here in the city of Crestview and to uh, help me uh, grill him on those things. I have our city manager, Tim Balduck. Thank you gentlemen, both for being here. Thank you for having me. me. Yeah. So um, I want to, I want to get into this pretty quick because we, you know, we're always limited on time here, but the first thing that I kind of want to ask you about is going to be, you know, kind of the, the cheesier questions that we're going to go through, but that is what, what did you participate, um, with on the city council that you thought was the most impactful to you personally?
1: Me personally? Yeah. Um, well, and, and you'll hear me get back to these, these two things that when I was uh, interviewing for the job, the two areas that I wanted to concentrate on the most, which was blight removal and programs for our senior citizens. Um, let's talk about the blight removal first. It, uh, we had a long way to go. We still have a way to go but I think we've put in the place the players and the process to allow us to go after the blight uh, more efficiently. Uh, it used to take us a horrendous amount of time once we found something we wanted to to change and I think now with the right people and the right process we should see more improvement. Of that. Now that's not gonna happen overnight we didn't as I said before we didn't get to where we are today overnight it, right. it was years and years and years and so, as I said the other night, please be patient with us. It's going to take time, but we've we've done a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, and I call it stuff because that's sure. probably what most people are going to think of, to be able to get us to the point where now, hopefully, we'll see some progress uh, at a quicker pace to get rid of some of those things that, that none of us want to see in our city.
2: Yeah, one, one of the good things about the way that you guys have allowed – me to approach the blight situation is that we are we are going after root problems not symptoms and so you can make somebody mow their yard uh you can make but but you know there are things that there are systematic things that cause this blight to occur and you know it it deals with you know, ownership complacency, and and then sometimes it's the the, the, the harder things to deal with, like drugs and, and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, we have taken at the city at the council's direction, we've been taking a very um, source approach, not symptom approach. So I can make somebody paint their building, but if we don't if we don't move the drugs out of there, then it's not going to you know we're going to be in the same situation later on. And so and, that's and it's multifaceted. I yeah. mean,
1: it's not just one player; it's a lot of players that right. have to come together. And I think now we're at the point where all of those players are, are on the same playbook, so to speak. And so now they're working as a team to get stuff done. And so hopefully the, through the future, you're going to see a lot a, a lot of that being removed even quicker.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, we have a actually, you know, that that leads me into to mentioning this. I, I just got an email from um, Sonida in code enforcement, code enforcement saying she was ready to do the podcast because I asked her a little while ago and we started having the magistrate meetings. You know, I had the chief in here, uh, the police chief, that is. So I'm going to do one soon where we kind of let people understand what is that stuff, you know, that's right. going on exactly. and why it can't
1: happen overnight. Exactly. Yeah. And really you don't want it to happen overnight. Right. You know, because you don't want to take someone's rights away, ownership right. rights away on a whim. Yeah. You want to make sure that the process has done its pace that you've given everybody time to do what they're supposed to do before you take the what I call the drastic step of tearing down buildings or kicking people out or taking over ownership I mean, you don't you don't want that to happen quickly right. you want that to go through the process and that's why I said be patient the process is working it's just gonna take some time to go through all the wickets that we have to go through that you want us to go through to make it happen,
2: yeah, and then we've done. Uh, you guys have allowed us to do some stuff where we've kind of put our money where our mouth is, and so the city is investing in areas that need to be improved, and we're making improvements in those right. areas. And so, you know, we we uh, and we've talked about this before. We have to lead by example. Uh, we can't have the worst looking property in a neighborhood and then expect everyone else to we clean done. up. Right. Uh, so, so that's what we're you know we've been we've been doing that stuff too. So that's that's coming along. It's been and a good. And then the one. second area,
1: as I said, was programs for senior citizens. I would have to say there, I'd have to give us probably not a passing grade. Right. Uh, now, it, I have to say no fault of our own, but it truly really was no fault of our own. Because back about a year and a half ago, uh, we were doing those behind-the-scenes things to get programs. We were planning. We were looking at things. We were ready to do some stuff for our senior citizens. And then, of course, COVID hit. Right. And so we couldn't have meetings. We couldn't have gatherings. The few things that we were doing, we had to stop. Um, for, for good reason, I mean, um, for good reasons, because of safety and security reasons. Um, and so hopefully now as we see uh, the, the plan uh, is still there, the process is still there, the people are still there, it's just we're ready to kind of turn the switch to say, okay, let's start moving. Now, when's that gonna be? I-, I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody keeps talking about when everybody's vaccinated or so right. on and so forth, we're not gonna go into COVID. But at some point, hopefully in the not too distant future, We'll be able to turn those programs back on, and some of the new stuff that we've been talking about, to get our seniors more involved in what's going on. Because I think that's a, a portion of the population that, um, well, I, I feel personally part of. But besides <laughs> that fact, uh, that I think has been underserviced in in most areas. Not sure. I'm I'm not pushing just a Crestview, but I mean I see that in many many areas. Right. That the the seniors kind of tend to fall off, uh, and I think that's unfortunate. I think we have a lot of things we can do to keep them active, to keep them engaged. Um, They have such a wealth of experience and knowledge that we could tap, you know, as mentorship programs or, I mean, lots of areas that I think that we could get them involved in. And uh, and I hope to see that happening in the next year, two, three. I I don't know how long it's going to take us to get out of this COVID thing.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, I think, and I think the mentorships and figuring out a way to tap in is good. One of the things about the senior um, programs is that it, for us, it really requires good, strong partnerships with outside uh, agencies. And we had some stuff with the senior circle and those kind of things that were really um, showing some great potential. I right. think, and so. Um, that's one of those areas that now we have to figure. Just like with everything else, we have to figure out if they, if these other organizations are going to shut down. What can we do to continue to move those programs forward? And so, you know, as we go into next year's budget, we'll be looking at and talking about maybe a senior coordinator, senior programs coordinator, or something like that, where we can house some of that stuff ourselves, because there's definitely, uh, I would agree with you that that's an underserved, uh, part of our community here in Crestview. And, and so we've got to figure out how do we tap in, you know, with the, with the youth, we've been able to do it with RC parks and skate parks and right, exactly. and, and all that outside stuff. Uh, you know, we, we're talking about doing pickleball and some of those things, but figuring out how to tap in, uh, in, and stay safe because not Absolutely. only not only are the other ag- agencies closing down uh those types of programs but also this is the highest risk category highest risk group. Absolutely. for for the pandemic Absolutely. and so figuring out how to do all that stuff is and and stay safe it's been been a challenge but you know we like challenges here in Crestview we we usually just smash them and get on yeah right and we keep rolling through keep rolling, so, so again
1: true kind I would have to say kind of no fault of our own uh it's been a, it's been slower than we really wanted it to for roll sure out. and so hopefully now if, as we clear uh, these hur- this hurdle we can start doing some stuff for the, to include the seniors because I think, um, well, it's a it's a very important group, and and as a community we're aging. I mean, every yeah. community is aging, not just Crestview. Every community is aging, and of course we live in Florida. Hello, right. yeah, right. Hello, um, yeah. So I mean, that kind of that
0: kind of leads me right into you know the next question that I had for you. So I mean, we kind of know what you want to see in the next year or two, but when you come back and visit us, um, what
1: would you like to see uh, in the next five years? Next five years. Um, hopefully, uh, Crestview Commons will be open by then.
2: Right. I have a, I have a call with them today, as a matter just, of fact.
1: I'm just... After, I'm, right after this. You know, I got, I'm got i just poking fun. We, we finally saw the Chinese restaurant come down. Yay. Yay. Um, no, seriously.
2: Now open. Yeah, now open, yeah.
1: So, um, what I would like to see is something that's, it, it, I think a lot of it's in the making, and that's that we have more um, services, uh, not city services, but Uh, public services private services restaurants shopping areas you know those kinds of things I see those coming on the horizon I see restaurants lining up to now want to come here I see other uh, retail spaces wanting to come here Um, and I'm using Crestview Commons as as an example because um, ever since I've been here and I've lived here for 15 years that's always been the big complaint we have lots of communities you know um, I mean neighborhoods places to stay but there's not a lot to do. And we've talked a lot about uh, here in the city that a lot of that on Friday nights you see them heading down south. Right. On Saturdays you see them heading down south. Uh, and that's, that's good, at least the services are there, but we need to capture more of those up here uh, so that we don't have people tying up all that time driving back and forth to Fort Walton Beach or to Pensacola or to wherever. Now, I'm not to say that we're gonna have everything that everybody's ever gonna want, well, of course not. There isn't any city that, that has that. But at least that we have enough places, as I say, that um, everything you need is here. Maybe not in everything you want, right. but everything you need is here. So if you need to go furniture shopping, clothes shopping, uh, grocery shopping, fill in the blank, that you can do those kind of necessary things here. Now, you're still going to want to go to the beach. Obviously, we're not going to have a beach. You're going to want to go to the convention center or something where obviously aren't going to have that kind of stuff. So those things that you want to do aren't going to be here, but that everything that you need is here. And so hopefully in the next five years, and I think that, that we're on the well, a, a fast track to making that happen. That uh, that that complaint or that uh, that need uh, will be uh, will be fixed. Right. Um, I know the next thing going to ask me is ten years out. Geez, yeah. I hope we have something done with the traffic by then. Yeah, <laughs> I think you and everyone. else. I mean, <laughs> the inter- the interchange on the on the interstate, I think, is a big step forward to getting a little bit of alleviation. And, and i gotta tell, I got to tell you something, too. We're not going to eliminate traffic.
2: No.
1: There isn't a city that I know of in this country, or probably almost in the world.
2: Not in the county.
1: Where, where number one complaint is traffic. Right. I mean, it just doesn't exist. I mean, Houston is on their, what, sixth loop now, I think? Right. And they still have traffic problems. I mean, every city, as they continue to grow, always has traffic problems. Yeah. Now, that's not a reason to not try to do something about it. Sure. But that's never going to go away. But hopefully, yeah. when we get the east-west bypass, we get PJ Adams done, we get the intersection done on the, on the interstate, hopefully at least that will be a help. But I'll tell you this, at that same period of time, because we're talking about 10 years for that to happen, guess what else is going to happen in 10 years here in Crestview? Growth. We're going to almost double the population, if, if statistics are holding out. We're almost going to double the population in the next 10 years. Yeah. And then we'll still have a traffic problem going south. I mean, it's just it.
2: Yeah, and so so the again, you, you know, you can treat symptoms or you can treat source problems, and so for us, really, we have got to focus in on so so we're a natural bedroom community because we provide we always have been
1: right. That's, that's how we began
2: <laughs> right, and we provide the most affordable land so that you can build houses and things like that, and so they're they're building. We we have to what what we were never going to reduce the the base traffic on eighty five, and so we have to figure out ways to provide job opportunities and those kind of things that keep our workforce in this north end to keep them from from that congestion area that's on that south 85 you're, and then, you're never
1: going to replace the base
2: right Hopefully. And we don't Hopefully. want yeah. yeah. to go Hopefully. Hopefully we
1: never replace the base.
2: Nor do we want that workforce to stop living up exactly. here. Exactly. Um, you know, it, but but at the same time we need to so the family members of that workforce, you know, if we've got a soldier that's going down to, to work, we'd like to be able to provide an opportunity for their daycare and their and their spouses to work and their families to do their, their work up here so that we can, you know, they go do their thing down there and then we and we're and we're providing uh, job opportunities and experiences and things it's, like that it's, up here. It's, it's kind of a that's supply and demand. It's kind Absolutely. of a supply
1: and demand kind of thing in a, in a strange way to think about it. And that's that if we have more things up here for people to do, shop, eat, stuff, then they don't have to go down there, which reduces the traffic load to those that have to do that, as you said, those right. that are going to work at the base or work right. down in, in the south part that's of the right. county. Right. And so if we can do that together, my hands are full. So we can do that together, then I think uh, that that will go far to alleviate yeah, yeah. the traffic. Um, again, not, I say alleviate reduce yeah you're never Manage. going to alleviate that we'll problem. be managing it is the deal well exactly. i think some of that just comes from the
0: decades of this being of this whole county kind of being a sleepy county so sure. to speak not a sleep in but a sleepy you know i remember even easily within my lifetime when i was able to drive where i could get from one end of the city to the other after probably 6 30 or 7 o'clock in two or three minutes like there was you know right. there's nothing to it so I think some of that is you're always going to be fighting people that go well. Back in the day, we didn't have to deal with all this, and right. and I am not a proponent of sitting in traffic, so don't accuse me of that. But I do understand <laughs> is. that traffic means people, and people is a good thing for us. That's what helps growth. You want new stores, you want more restaurants. We need we need the people.
1: Yeah, I, I have to caution people a lot. I tell them, I said, you know, you you can't expect to have everything that a big town has without the people to support it. Right. You know, you're, you know, everybody keeps saying Olive Garden, Olive Garden. When are we going to get an Olive Garden? I was in a community that was trying to get an Olive Garden, and they said, if you don't have 100,000 people, don't even come talk to us. And Eric goes, well, we don't want 100,000 then you're not going to get a valid card. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's just that's it's one yeah. or the other.
2: Yeah, and I mean <laughs> I had I've had a, I had a conversation 2 weeks ago with the the Home Depot realty people and and what it comes down to is their everything they do is based on rooftops. Absolutely. And so if we you know you know we appreciate Lowe's, Lowe's is a big part of our community, but at the same time if we want all options and alternatives, we have to understand that those things don't come Unless you've got the right number of rooftops, and, and quite frankly, we're not even we're not with, even with the growth that we've got towards that, we're, we're we're just not there yet. So we're trying to create reasons for them to come other than that. You know, I met yesterday with a with a property owner that that, but but at the end of the day, what it comes down to is they look at things like just like you said, it's statistics for them. And so my job is to try to convince them otherwise why our statistics are better than theirs, but but still numbers are numbers because
1: they're not going to put something somewhere where it's going to fail. And so they look at their historical numbers and they say, in order for Olive Garden, Home Depot, I don't care, fill in the blank, to come here, it needs to be able to pull from a population of X, whatever that X is, or roof X, rooftops, whatever. And so until you get to that threshold, you're not a serious contender. right? Because there are a lot of other communities that have met that threshold that they're going to go to first. And so that's that's the, the kind of give and take. And so when people say, why don't we have a, why don't we have a, why don't we have a... It's because we don't have enough people here yet. But then nobody wants all those people. But that's what you got to have to get what it is that you, you know, So it's, yeah. it's like the chicken or the egg. You know, it's
2: they they base it. They know exactly how much every rooftop spends in a home. Exactly, window. and so they know that if there's one in the if there's another um, major um, building supplier in the area, then they got to have this many X number, and so. Listen, I talk to them all the time. I try to convince them why their numbers are worse than my numbers. But they <laughs> but it's a hard sell. Uh, well, they've been doing it for a little while. They've been doing it for a long time. And again, so, they I,
1: do not want listen. to put down millions of dollars in building a building that in two or three years they have to close because they can't support it. I, I mean, that's the, the same thing people say, Target, Target, Target. Well, again, they, they do the same thing. All of them, all of the major retailers do the same thing. They have their numbers of what they're going to go with and no matter what you want or what you say they're going to follow what they know works. Yeah.
0: Well, I
1: mean, you know, it'll still be our fault though. So it's okay. Well, of course it is. <laughs> it's always our fault. I'm I'm kidding. So uh, like I said, so hopefully in 10 years in 5 years we'll have the we we'll have that development up because that will then help me in the 10-year plan, help you in a 10-year plan to reduce that traffic workload because you'll have more places here in town for people to do things that they don't have to go somewhere right. they which won't takes them off the roads. down 85. Exactly. Yeah. which takes them off of 85 uh, and that's it. So I mean that's a long term semi solution to a current problem.
0: Okay, cool. Um, I, I want to shift a little bit, still kind of what we're talking about, but it's a bit of a shift. You you said uh you, you kind of gave a speech, if you want to call it that, at the end of the council meeting, um, earlier in the week, which was your last uh, official last council council. meeting right. as a council member. And um it was it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it and I agreed with a lot of stuff that was in it. And one of those things I want to circle back around to is circle back. Yeah. When you spoke, when you spoke about, um, your replacement and (laughs) what you, what you expect from them or, or what they should do. Um, I thought that was one of the more powerful points that you were making. Um, so I have to, I have to ask you, you know, I have to say, can we, can we just go over that a little bit again? Um, you know, for our alternative audience, we get through the podcast and the radio. Sure.
1: I said, uh, my one suggestion to them is don't screw it up. (laughs) Now I gave them a little bit of how I would do that. Okay. We have a great team here. I mean, the city council are, we're all pulling in the same direction. It's kind of like a, a, one of those, uh, rowboat things, you know, with everybody pulling the oars in the same direction. I think it's been a long time since we in Crestview have had everybody pulling in the same direction, I, at least in the years that I've been here. So the city council is going in the right in the same direction. Our city manager is going in the same direction. Um, all of the staff is working in the same direction. And so uh, we have a great team going. And so when any time a team changes a player, there's always that potential that the person coming in isn't going to mesh very well with the team. And so that's why I said that whoever that person's going to be, they have to assimilate into the team and not try to change the team. Right. Because the team is there, it's going in the direction that we think our our citizens, which is who we work for, who our citizens work, who we work for our citizens are in the direction that we're going for them. And so, you know, don't come in and be the fly in the ointment. Don't come in and be the, the guy who's trying to change the way everybody else, you know, he's right or she's right, I'm not. he or she is right and everybody else is wrong well we're not set up that way right now we're all heading in the same direction so we all think we're right so what we need is somebody who also agrees with that who fits into that and continues that momentum forward and so that's when I said don't screw it up don't try to change the team assimilate into it um, and you'll you'll be a success whoever you are and you'll continue with movement move the team forward I mean it's just like any other football team baseball team whatever you know they work together and, and they do great but when somebody else comes in, if that person's not willing to assimilate, and that's the best word I could use sure. with the team, then it's going to be friction, and you're not going to be successful. Well, and, so don't do
2: that. And and you know the be, the beauty for me doing this job, and I've done this type of work for for quite a while now, or for long enough to to have worked with some that that are good and some that aren't. Um, but is that with? It's not that every vote is a five to no. I mean, five to zero. We have a lot of three to two vote or not a lot, but we've had some significant three, three to two votes. We did that on medical marijuana. We did that on alcohol. We did that on, you know, some of the things that are stretching our community. Um, in, and so but what's beautiful about it is coming out of those votes. I, I don't deal with council members outside that voted in a different way talking about other council members or saying, hey, I wouldn't have done that because because the, the current council that we have understands that, that you guys are a unit and you speak with one voice. And so you speak your voice at the meeting. You cast your vote, but once the decision is made, everybody kind of gets on board, and that's the difference, I think, between a functional council and a dysfunctional, because I get a lot of questions. You you and I have had a lot of conversations. Usually, you'll call me either beforehand, or we'll sit down and talk about it, or you'll come back and say, hey, Tim, you know, I I really would like for you to give me, a lot of times it was financial report stuff, because that's your field of expertise, and so we would sit down and talk about it if, uh, you know, when we're talking golf course and stuff, you've got much uh, more specific questions about finances and how all that works and some of the other ones do, but they bring something else to the table. And so the trick is getting all these different ideas and experiences to get in the same space, ask the questions that are necessary, and sometimes you can make that happen, but it's really something when everybody votes, some people vote differently, but everybody's on the same team. And that's where we've seen, I think, success that that I have, it'd be one thing if everybody just voted yes, but that's not been the case, right. and, and I'm okay with I like to win, so I like for everybody to vote. Well, sure, sure so do I. <laughs> but, I like to be on the plus <laughs> side, not the minus right? side. Right. Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, it's been, you know, and it's been good for our community. Yes. You know, because, because what happens is we can see constructive uh it, it's constructive conflict is you know is what it's referred to and, and that's necessary and then you continue to move forward and we've had a great council I hate uh you know I hate there's always an anxiety that comes with you know with with a change and so uh, you know we'll 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 be confident that that it'll move forward the way that it is but that's the thing that I think people got to remember is that you guys are not because I, I definitely wouldn't want anybody to take away from that that everybody just comes in and votes yes because that's certainly not the case. And there's a lot of work that goes into the front end of it, making sure that everyone understands and you get all of your questions. Otherwise, you know, if, if every question that you had we had to do during the meetings, it would be, you know, much longer. But you and that's the great with them. the read-aheads
1: right. and the other stuff that we get so that we have the time to, to put it into our own brain caps. Yeah. And, and I said it, too, the other night. I said, you know, I, the city council always has the same goal in mind. We might have different paths that we want to take to get there, but we also have the respect – that when we're in the minority, we're in the two, not the three side, uh, that we're gonna give it a shot. You know, I used to always say, uh, when I was a a commander, I used to always say, you know, I'm gonna give you your day in court, but once the judge decides, that's the decision, and I want everyone pulling in that same direction. So you've had your say, and that's what we say, you have your say, you have your vote, in this case of the council, but if you're on on the losing side rather than the winning side, you're professional enough, mature enough, that you're just, okay, let's do it let's i'm going to put all the effort i can to make it a success even though i didn't vote for it uh, and i think that's that's that i think is one of the biggest strengths that we have yeah. and at the end of the day we're still you know we're still working for the same direction we just may have a little bit of a different path uh, to get there
2: absolutely absolutely yeah. and, and
1: that's why i think we've been as successful as i hope we have been no I, I agree with you it you know to
0: and this is a good note to end on um because that's where we're at we're at <laughs> the end but uh a healthy Press you and a healthy government, I think, can't exist without all of its organs, all of its body parts, you know, working together to use your sure basic analogy here. Earth. And and that is just simply that is what we are. You know, we are we are a body and we are functioning. And you can't build a house uh if your right arm is doing something different than your left arm. You're gonna have a hard time holding up a nail. So, um, I appreciate the effort and the attitude that you had while you um, served on our council. Um, I've been excited to be a part of at least the last year uh, through what we've been through. I know COVID kind of did what it did to us somewhat. um, We dealt with it. I I hope that when you do come back in five years and you come back in 10 years when you come back and visit, I hope that you like what you're seeing in Crestview, and I hope that um, it uh, doesn't disappoint.
1: And, and I said one other thing, if you don't mind, let me wrap up here. I said, uh, you know, this will be our 14th move. Uh, this is going to be our hardest move. Uh, and it's not because of the house or the Crestview. It's because of the people. Uh, we came here, we knew no one. This was like a, just throw a dart at the board, and this is where we ended up. Uh, and now this is, uh, as I said before, this we consider this our home. And the people here are close friends. And, uh, and we have no relatives here, but that's okay. Uh, so this will be our, probably our hardest move we think that's going to be. Uh, in, in all the 30 year 30 plus years that we've been moving
0: okay well thanks again thank for you. your time. i appreciate it yes, appreciate
1: sir. what you do with this i think this is a good this is a good idea glad you like you brought this out I'm okay. not just for me I mean the, the podcast yeah.
0: well i I'm just trying to come up with different ways to reach people and That's so cool. we can get as many people knowing what's going on um city major thank you for joining
2: me absolutely it's always a pleasure
0: all right thanks. and thank you Cressy Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall, and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ fm and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.